Hello, everyone. Today's guest is Dr. Rupali Sarkar Gaur. She's a professor of English in Delhi. She was a professor of English in Delhi University. Ma'am is also a poet, a travel writer, and a social justice activist. Ma'am comes from a military family. Her father was in the military. Her husband is a veteran soldier, and she writes poems about soldiers and war-related themes, among others. Welcome, ma'am, to the show. Thank you so much, Anita, for inviting me. I'm so honored. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, ma'am, uh, can you read us um, some of your poems? That would be absolutely delightful. Okay, I'd, uh, I'll read a poem that uh, I wrote. Uh, it didn't take a bit of time, I think. Uh, this is called I'm Kali because, uh, you know, um, Kali is the goddess that everybody keeps feeling very scared about. But this is where I am not writing about Kali, but I'm writing about myself. Right. I'm Kali. Kali is the black goddess. Among all the fair ones, she is like me, the dark one, fierce and angry. With stained tongue and the 52 monster heads strung around her neck, like the red ruby necklace my mother gifted me when I turned 18. Kali's many hands hold a trident, a sharp khadaga, the blood-swathed head of Daruka, and a conch to call to war and victory. Like me, Kali is the chosen one. I severed those heads one by one. They were heads that didn't want mine to grow. Heads full of diktats to dwarf me. They drew chalk circles around me to contain me and forbid me to taste the apple of knowledge. They made me wear iron shorts and a chastity belt, wrapping me like an Egyptian mummy in black satin, and I could not feel the touch or warmth of the morning sun. Those heads gave me a rolling pin and snatched away my pen. Kali is the potential and the possibility of destruction, of creation, death, and time, which is Kal. She stands for justice and equality, naked and satiated. Attired in black tresses, a prostrate Shiva under her anklet-clad feet upon him. I am Kali, the indestructible woman. I'm not black. I'm just the other side of the moon. I come in many colors and live in many places. You can find me in all the spaces and you can hear my diverse voices. I'm naked and I'm not satiated. Yes, I'm hungry and I'm angry. Thank you. Oh, that's brilliant. There are so many levels of meaning in that poem. That's amazing, ma'am. That's a lovely poem. And uh, there's another one that I wrote uh, Recently, you know, there's so much of, um, you know, sadness. You know, I'm very connected mm. to uh, the deprivation around me, you know. Right. I always feel the irony of life and the deprivation because I think I grew up, um, you know, when India was a very socialist country in the sense that we were very concerned about others. I don't know, right. it's not so much now. But um, in that uh, situation, we were very privileged and uh, privileged and that privilege also gave us um, uh, a feeling that we have to share this privilege. Right. We cannot just enjoy it alone. This privilege is meant for sharing. 
So I would feel that if I have a washing machine and my neighbor doesn't have one, I tell her, okay, why don't you send your clothes across? I'll get them washed in my washing machine. You know, I mean, that kind of uh, feeling. So I inhale sadness is a poem I just recently wrote. Sure. I inhale sadness. It seems to float in with the fog, uh, collecting soot and smoke from half-lit chulas, plastic bottles and empty packets, pieces of cardboard stuffed inside the dying fire. A kettle of tea left to boil, last night's rotis cold and dry. The green chili to keep the chili away, shining like parrot's wings. There is sadness that comes with hunger, longing of the body for sustenance, searching for heat to keep away the cold. They can only be a feeding of our bodies inside, cramped trampoline uh, roofs. The mud splattered cake with cow dung, inhales the stench of loneliness and acrid acceptance. Right. That's another poem that has several layers there of meaning. There is sadness that comes with hunger, longing of the body for sustenance. I inhale the stench of loneliness and acrid acceptance, a futility dipped in a mug of tea. So this I feel, you know, that sometimes we are so depressed and why are we depressed? There's no reason. Yes. It's coming yes. to us in the air, you know, somewhere in the ether. Other people's sadness, right. other people's anger conveys itself to us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we'll come to that. Ma'am, in the meantime, uh, can you tell me how you don so many hats? I mean, like you're, you're, you've been a professor, you've, well, you're a poet, travel writer, social justice. How do you do so many things? I mean... I don't do many things, you know, um, the way you see it. You know, I'm not a very busy person, you know, mm -hmm. but there, there is a lot of time to do things like, you know, I, um, where is the problem? You know, everything is connected. You know, if you're writing poetry, uh, then your topics and themes cannot be your sorrow, you know, your loneliness, your love affair, which you lost somewhere. You connect to the people. You know, somebody who comes to work with you, somebody is cutting grass in the garden, somebody is doing something, you know, you connect. And yeah. uh, so I don't think you really need a lot of time to do things, you know, it's mm -hmm. just there. Uh, everything is very connected. Your work gets connected, you know, your thinking gets connected. Yeah, yeah. So your poetry is connected to the social world outside. Uh, and, uh, you know, your sense of justice becomes very high when you're traveling you see, when I'm writing, even when I'm writing a travel piece, um, Anita, I realized that, you know, when, as we traveled, we came across people. You know, it's not places. I don't describe places so much. It's the people. But you came across so many kinds of people. You know, so if you went to the right. United States, you came across immigrants. You came across, um, you know, black people. You came across white people. You came across, you know, they see. So they stay in my mind. So, you know, their sense of uh, justice comes from people I meet, animals, you know, like we're very, very connected to rescued animals. I have three rescued animals right now, I'm very fat and comfortable. <laughs> they were transported from Delhi. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> And it's very heartening to note that you think of everything as connected and you don't think of, you know, so many things as lots of work or, you know, it's very heartening to hear that, actually. Mm. Yeah. You know, everything I is really connected. feel that, you know, whatever I'm doing, mm. as, like if I'm cooking, let's say, mm. I'm mm. cooking food, 
then I feel like feeding the person who's working, you know. Somebody says, hey, why do you feed them? I said, why not? You go to a langar, you know, Gurudwara, yes, go yes. Christmas, like, you know. Yes. And we're a very secular family, Anita, you know. We celebrate Christmas in a very big way. My mm-hmm. father, you'd be very interested to know, mm-hmm. he would never, you know, we were four of us in the family, and I really want to share this. Mm-hmm. And um, we're a Hindu family, and we would mm-hmm. put, he would put a fifth plate on the table. And mm-hmm. we used to say, why? He used to say, it's for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, he that's would say sweet. that. He mm-hmm. would say it for Jesus, you know, and that's the kind of. So I've been celebrating Christmas since I was a kid. You know, we celebrate Eid by cooking biryani and you know stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. you know it's so wonderful to. Uh, and when we are sick, and if anybody's sick, I pray to Jesus. You know, I pray to the. There's a church mm-hmm. nearby, very mm-hmm. close to Meerut, called mm-hmm. uh, Sardana, where Our Lady of Graces is. The church is there, and she's supposed mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, grant wishes. So mm. I have so many friends having COVID this time, and I would sit every morning and pray to Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. I specifically pray to her. I'd even sit and face the direction of the church, you know, where the, mm-hmm. I know where the church is that side. Mm. And so there's this deep connectivity with everything. I connect with everything. Absolutely. And so does my family. You know, it's not as if I'm something uh, peculiar. It could be part of being pan-Indian by being in the military you know, growing up at a time yes, when, yes. you know, now things are so different. And I don't think there are too many people who can see this connection, you know, there's this this underlying connection between what they do, which is why they find that, you know, find whatever they do cumbersome or tiring or boring or monotonous. Whereas if you learn to find that connection, I think, you know, a lot of things will become easy in yeah, life. Definitely. You know, I think. definitely. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful insight that you've just uh, provider, thank you so much for that, um, ma'am. Uh, I hear that you have an initiative called uh, Mera Kitab Ghar. Yes. Right. Can you tell us more about it? That sounds very interesting. Yeah, you know, Mera Kitab Ghar. You see, firstly, I have an NGO mm-hmm. which I didn't start as an NGO because the Venkateshwar College, and you're familiar with that. Yes. Uh, you know, my I was staying in the staff quarters, so one mm-hmm. part of the house looked o- overlooked the campus. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other part, the kitchen, the part of the kitchen part of it is small little house, you know, how these faculty quarters are. Mm-hmm. It look, overlooked the Jhuggi Jhopri colony, you know, where okay. all the slum dwellers were. Mm. So I kind of wondered, realized that I was living in a way, you know, in a, in a world where I was uh, sandwiched between, mm-hmm. you know, so much of affluence and so much of um, accessibility and so much of deprivation. So I began to get these children across, these girls from the slum. I didn't go to the slum and teach. Mm. I would get them across to join activities in the college. Right. To increase their aspiration. You see, very mm. important is must increase aspiration. Absolutely. People must be exposed to things. They must see things. Take them for, you know, let them see what others are seeing. And then they began to, so many of them have joined the university. Then, I, you know, we have these pujas and all, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on certain days and all. Mm. And they feed Girls, you know, they have this Navratri puja when the mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. days of prayers right. in India, mm-hmm. and they call girls and feed them, which is a very good thing. We would say, okay, the girls are getting to eat. Right. But then I realized that they were eating in so many places, but what they didn't have were books. They were very interested in in books and story books and so on. Mm-hmm. So we started something called Mera Kitab Ghar, mm-hmm. my book uh, thing, backyard, the backyard book club. So in right. my backyard. 
we just get these kids across and so many people i didn't have to buy anything you know anita mm-hmm. you don't need to buy you just tell people people are so generous their children's books their shoes their clothes and everything what i spent on was the break their breakfast or their lunch you know mm-hmm. which i really enjoyed but everything else was just given so happily so the kids would borrow books and open a little library they would mm. write down one of the kids would write down then other children firstly they were children from stressed out background i'd send them mm-hmm. uh, you know vehicle for them to be brought then the other children in the colony who came from better homes even economically mm-hmm. better homes mm-hmm. they also began to take interest then right. it became an each one teach one thing they began to learn from each other so mm. this and it's a very simple initiative all you need is a satchel mm-hmm. a few story books some crayons maybe some uh, you know uh, drawing paper and just sit down anywhere even if you teach two children and if you were able to give joy to two children Absolutely. you can read the book you know and that's then maybe a, that's like a very much if they mm. like the book very much let them take it mm. let them take it home why not right. they enjoy it they give right. it to their friends Paid, you know, so I love this. I love Mera Kitab very much, and I want I want it to be spread all over in villages and so on and so forth. You know, right? Absolutely, it's it's a beautiful initiative. Yeah, thank you. Right, it's 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 lovely because you you're imparting, uh, you know, the love of reading and yeah, the thirst for knowledge to kids. I can't think of anything more noble than that, actually. So. and you know we have so much you know and mm. that thing you know you can really share you can really really share and i want young people to be very much in in with this and i think a lot of young people are much more kinder than we were when we were young we were not so kind you know we were always getting scolded by our parents you know for various <laughs> things <laughs> but i think these days young people i think when you were in college you must have been part of social service society oh yes yes absolutely culture. absolutely yes <laughs> absolutely uh, so in that connection ma'am what is it about society that actually inspires you or forces you to respond or react uh, i i mean society or life is you know it comes in different shades and what is it about life or society that forces you to respond the way you do you know one of the thing that strikes me a lot is irony hmm you know, the the irony of life really says you know is very stark so i you'll find when i write i'm actually asking questions you know it's like when i've i've written a poem which i may read up if i if you have time about the soldier you know the soldier is brought home dead what hmm. is it that makes the mother say i'm so proud of him that <laughs> he has died you know right right i mean how is she so that this sort of ironical thing and the and the deprivation the differences and i think i'm a perpetual learner and a teacher i'm all the time teaching you know if i feel somebody needs to know like this vaccination thing mm-hmm. you know i mean i i really took it upon myself to get after people you know at one time i had to think why are you trapping people i said no <laughs> you know they must know they must get well they must stay well you know it's a duty or if i know about some scheme that the government of india has like they have this sukanya uh, mm-hmm. samriddhi yojana which is for little girls then i tell them about it you know i mean right. i i tell them about it that this is available i can start you maybe i can pay the first 200 rupees or 500 rupees towards your starting this thing for your daughter 
and you must carry on. And now, you know, it's caught on quite a bit, not because of me, but I at least information we can give, you know. Absolutely. One of the things that you can help, you know, if you ask me, you know, how can we help people is information. Give them the information and get after them. Nag them. And, you know, we in India, we have staff in every home. Somebody is coming to clean your dishes or, you know, sweep your floors and so on and so forth. So you are in touch with the poor. You don't have to go seeking them anyway. They're right there. You can't ignore them. Absolutely. Just can't ignore them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I find when I sit down to write, then mm. that comes, you know, for example, the one that I read about the, the sense of um, the sense of uh, loss and the sense of uh, loneliness that comes in the filtering into the thing is because while we are having, a, even wasting food, there are people who are just crouching. I've started doing something interesting, for example, the people who work for me, for anybody else that I know of, or it's my grandchild, you know, he's 13. So if I um, want to have his, um, uh, you know, it's his birthday, then I'm away. So I buy a cake and I send it across to, you know, somebody I know who can't afford to and have their children uh, celebrate his birthday. You know, so we do sort of things like that. It's literally, it doesn't cost much to do this thing. It is not for us, you know. We, what does it cost? A cake costs four hundred rupees. Mm. You know, no. a kilo of cake would cost you four or five hundred rupees. What does it matter if you send it across to a child, you know, and they come? So it's just little, little, lots of things that people can do. So I feel connection when I write. I feel that it all keeps coming out. These feelings come. So that's why I'm saying that how writing. And, um, you know, the things that we see, the things that we do. So there are no, not, no hats, really. They're not separate. They're just part of it. That's how I look at it. But it's, it's beautiful the way you think. And it's beautiful the way writing, uh, you know, brings out the, the, the best in you. I mean, I, it's such a beautiful process. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, ma'am, uh, social justice, injustice, as we see, is prevalent in many forms. And from your writings, you seem to be highlighting issues like racism, hunger, lack of women empowerment. So what prompts you to take up these issues in particular? Have they been close to your heart? You know, the, uh, last year, for example, I opened a newspaper and the first page, you know, had three news reports. Okay. One was of a woman, and I've written this poem. I'll send it to you. I won't read it here, sure. but you can read it. And the first one was about this man uh, who uh, found out from, a, uh, from some astrologer or somebody that the child his wife was carrying was uh, the fourth child uh, mm -hmm. was going to be a girl again. Mm -hmm. So he took a sickle and he cut his wife's womb. I mean, he, he just attacked her. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. happened, it's ironic, it happened that the kid turned out to be a boy and the boy died. But oh. somehow the doctor saved the mother. Now the thing is that the next one was about a guy, the other uh, mm -hmm. bit of uh, information mm -hmm. uh, in the newspaper was about a man who throttled his wife because she hadn't brought enough dowry. Oh, no. And every mm -hmm. time there are the witnesses are children. Mm -hmm. You know, right. the other children in the family are witnessing this. And the third one was our first naval combat pilot, women mm -hmm. pilot. Mm -hmm. 
mm. had just been inducted mm-hmm. and they were going to fly mm. the Rafale aircraft in the in the air force and in the navy you know and that was the third no but i found it so it's so incredible you know that here this is this is an india with the front page of all these three stories how can i not write about it and then what made me angry mm. was the journalist it must have been a young woman or a man he yes. seemed to have some sympathy for that man who had cut open his wife's stomach Oof. to check because he said that the poor man suffered because he found out it was a son what about the suffering of the woman who bled almost to death yes so somewhere you know patriarchy is so deeply ingrained in us that we can read these things and let it pass i cannot let it go so that what do i do if i talk to people they think i'm a bit crazy or something and why am i dwelling on it and they, this word has now come up dwelling stop dwelling <laughs> stop obsessing stop dwelling so the best thing is you write and when you write you sublimate you know you get you get your answers absolutely put it absolutely. out there absolutely writing is a very cathartic process also i think because it brings out uh, you know a lot of your um, inner you know feelings and emotions that probably you would never you know articulate or say outside of the writing uh, you know sphere so yeah. in that in that sense writing is a beautiful process i think it's a, it's a, it's a very cathartic you know, started, when i started writing poetry was because my father said you know why don't you write you're always reading poems mm. and then when he died you know that grief made me write but right. i got out of the personal grief thing mm. you know i i'm not able to write uh, love poems for example <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, or or um, you know, feel sorry about some love affair that went awry. Mm. But I do have great love for the people that I live with. I feel, you know, drawn. And I think I don't think I'm I'm anything um, you know anybody uh, special. I think there are lots of poetry that I read now. And you know, since I edit, you know, to, to be an editor is a pleasure because you get to reading a lot of writing. absolutely right i agree i agree yeah for example the the work that you are doing right now i mean this is also a great contribution either because you're getting to talk to me yes you know and you're getting to talk to me and you know i'm learning from you you're learning from me and so you know these things are helping people to grow yes you know perhaps you wouldn't have survived this lockdowns and pandemic if literature hadn't come to our help oh i agree completely completely that's so true it's only in very difficult times that great literature comes out oh yes oh yes oh yes and what do you think we can do uh, ma'am to lessen the impact of um, social injustice in this world do you think literature can play a more active role here or how do you, you think know, we can approach it has this? always played a very active role you know remember that see now what is happening is this we are reading how much of literacy do we have say, say in our country and how many people otherwise in countries that are literate read poetry you remember mm-hmm. recently when this young woman who read out her poem at um, uh, the president's uh, united states president's uh, inauguration yes and gorman is it what was it yes yeah. so i mean because she recited it and so many people heard her you know so that impacted and then so many people began to write that kind of poetry and mm. so we have 
a tradition also of reading poetry which is in the public yes. you know why is it that hindi poetry or malayalam poetry or you know uh, other, other languages where people are going out into the open and and reading with english poetry you know we are it's all very the very victorian of sitting and writing and keeping your poems to yourself so i think all these zoom program where people are now reading poems so i think we should also write a lot uh, about that's why if we want to change society poetry can really help because people respond emotionally yes you know people really respond you cannot i i keep saying this in many forums so people may get bored hearing this but our independence movement was all poetry a national anthem is poetry national anthem to all countries are poetry you know right. and nothing gives us that kind of sense of pride no amount of blah blah from politicians can do anything that your national anthem can do for you right completely i agree no? i mean Absolutely. for a sportsman for example when he wins and his country's anthem is played it's a greater moment of pride than even that medal absolutely absolutely so i think poetry is very very powerful very powerful medium i had actually started something very strange and i you know saying this some years back i started writing in hindi you know of course in roman hindi you know i do i right. script couldn't do really much mm-hmm. but then they were more way about politicians and about the environment mm-hmm. and uh, so on and so forth uh right. and then i would have started doing was i'd go to the you know in delhi you have the mother dairy shop uh, place yes yes the vegetable i read it out there oh okay. yeah and they would really enjoy they would really enjoy they're so happy to That's listen nice. to the poems you know like for example i wrote one uh, we have this crazy gardener we had in uh, we living in noida and we had this really nutty guy but he was very very is uh, always laughing and smiling so i wrote on him you know but i wrote it well uh, you understand hindi but i can because, maybe yes. yeah? it says aao aao sab ban jate hain mali mm-hmm. that's all become you know aao aao sab ban jate hain mali ye to dhatti ho jayegi khali aur phir phir padega zehar ki pyali Oh, you know, that's right. Why are we hiring gardeners? I Somebody. know. That's a you beautiful know? thought. That's a beautiful thought. Yeah. I always tell my husband, "Come, come, plant one. At least plant one something, you know, into the earth. Put something into the earth. You know, let's all do it. Absolutely. So you can. I think if you take poetry out into the public sphere, mm. it can be very powerful. it can be absolutely like you said people respond at the emotional level you know emotion that's something that touches them so you yeah. know and poetry is 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 condensed emotion so you know i mean that is possibly the best way to re- uh, reach out to you know where these uh, people are on satyagraha they are on some kind mm. of a campaign or protest mm. you all sing you know when you sing together as a community whether whether you're doing it in the church or doing it in the temple or in the you know in the gurudwara or wherever it is you know when you sing or you recite together the power of that of the word you know after all the beginning with the word and the word was god so you know the power of god that word is so much we should not waste it absolutely. we should really use it absolutely absolutely with the very fact it says you know that uh, that the beginning was the word Yes. 
That's so powerful. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. Yeah. So we we have to be very, very careful and we, you know, put it across. I really, really inspire, I like to inspire people through poetry. You know, we can inspire, bring to bring a little bit of another person's life in front of you. Yes. You know? Yes. That you ponder about it. Right. Now, what about you? You write poetry. Tell me about it also. Yes, I also, I mean, my poems are also, I mean, I'm, I'm also responding to society, obviously. I, uh, you know, I try and condense um, strong emotions. It could be, you know, sadness, it could be joy, it could be ecstasy, it could be anything. But I, I, I try and express it in a way that resonates with my readers, you know, using simple everyday language, simple everyday objects, you know, so that it can touch people, uh, you know, uh, in a lot of ways yeah and, and I find that it's a like I said it's a very cathartic process writing poetry because uh, you know there's I realize that there's so much in me that is you know unsaid that I can put down on paper and I'm, I'm amazed at the kind of thought process that goes through my mind you know so I think poetry is it's a beautiful way to express yeah and I don't think um, you know any other form of literature actually impacts the way poetry does. And therefore, you know, during the pandemic, poetry has actually made a difference. Oh, yes. It has. Huge difference. Huge difference. Yes, because at, at one point, at one time, I think before the pandemic, poetry was completely ignored and people didn't, uh, you know, have time for poetry and, you know, life was, uh, you know, life completely overtook you know, reading and poetry and all that. But I think with the onset of the pandemic and the lockdown, people had more time to read. So they had more time to analyze poetry. And so now poetry is coming back. You know, everyone's talking about it, yes, writing it. So the number of books that have been published, the number of publishers yes. come up, you know, sometimes it gets on your nerves also. <laughs> but if you are positive about it, then it's a great thing happened. Absolutely. It's irritating also, to be very honest, because people are churning out anything and everything you feel. <laughs> but if you actually, yes. if you're, if you're um, just, you know, and you read it quietly, you find, yes, they have something to say. Absolutely. You know, they Absolutely. have something. So I, one of the things I think poets should not be arrogant. You know, Anita, I'm sure this thing about it. I think that humility is such an important thing for, for yes. a writer. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, the sense of, um, you know, that, oh, I've written and my stuff is good and everybody else is rubbish, or refusing to change something. You know, I was just, uh, you know, mentioning that, uh, you know, when I read that poem on Kali, mm -hmm. uh, so I had written, you know, by the silver necklace my mother gifted me, you know, so that the Mundamala, the, the, the heads were, you know, so my daughter-in-law, uh, you know, she's a designer. She was visiting us and I just go, hold on, hold on, let me read it to you. And then she said, why don't you change it to ruby necklace? Mm -hmm. Why don't you change it to a ruby necklace? Because it will make me more graphic. I changed it, you know, and I found that it really stood out better than a silver neck. So, you know, I think that we should take people's, uh, you know, viewpoints. And if they say that, why don't you? remove this word, it's not going good, or it's giving a negative kind of this thing. I don't think people should get angry and, you know, should look at it. If it doesn't suit them, that's different. But um, if we are arrogant, then what's the point? Absolutely. 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 Completely. Hmm? 
Right, absolutely. Uh, Ma'am, um, tell us about uh, your new projects. What are you working on? And what I can really want people to call me by my name. I've forgotten my name, Anita. Everybody calls me Ma'am. And I'm beginning to <laughs> package, signing my name and saying Rupali. So you can, I'm a poet and my name is Rupali. Rupali. <laughs> so tell us Sorry. about your projects. The new ones. That I'm the doing. new ones that are coming yeah. up. What do you think? One is, as I said, I'm doing this compilation of, uh, it was a very um, dear thing to in my mind that, you know, I knew a lot of uh, army people and Air Force people who write. Hmm. But uh, it was not put into any kind of a book. I wanted to, I started that in January, but mm -hmm. the response was very poor, frankly. People okay. were not really coming out and giving me anything. And then I also lost a lot of friends, you know, during the COVID. Mm. Lost interest. <clears throat> not interest. I didn't lose interest, but I was, um, you know, that, that Josh had gone, you know, that spirit yes. had gone. Mm. In the meantime, uh, another young person, uh, she um, brought out a book, a similar book. And... Um, <laughs> For the first time, I, I, you know, I mean, normally if somebody had brought out something that I was planning to bring out, maybe I was angry or jealous or something, mm. you know, I was very happy. Mm. I was very happy that somebody had done it. You get it? When you yes. are thinking of yes. something yes. and some, you've not been able to do it, but somebody else has done it, I mm. think we should be joyous about it and celebrate that at least what you wanted to do has been done. Right. So now she is helping me. Uh, with putting, compiling it all together because we've got a lot of now people mm. interested in writing and wonderful writing. Wonderful. That's a project that's up there. With I think by April, May, we should be able to complete that. And the other one is the, you know, the one that I'm working on is uh, on food, you know. And this is, I'm doing it with um, Nisa's daughter, Kavita. Right. Uh, and um, we've never met, but she's always putting up pictures of uh, food and so on. So one day I told her, I said, you know, you have poetry on your plate. So then we decided to do this. So this should be also out in another month or two. That's the project. And there's so many other things I want to do, Anita, but I'm very bad, you know, on working on the computer and things like that. I need help. Don't let that haunt <laughs> you. I mean, you're, you're doing beautiful work anyway, so <laughs> that shouldn't be a, a, an I'm obstacle. Not bad I think I'm always, you know, I lost a lot of uh, documents once, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got very nervous, you know, that I press something and nowadays, you know, it's all become so sensitive. Absolutely. These instruments are highly yeah. sensitive. I get you. They will just disappear. But, um, like I said, technology does get, you know, uh, I mean, the best of us exasperated. I mean, so it's you know, uh, with technology, you can never tell. Yeah, and the other thing that we're bringing out, uh, Prasanna and I, you know, Prasanna runs a thing called Fertile Brains. Yes. Yeah. So he's um, he held a program on second October on uh, peace. Okay. So, uh, so we compiled that um, all those poems together that okay. people had read, mm -hmm. and um, it's for the publisher, so it should be out anytime. Right, right. Yeah. I, I look forward to reading that. I mean, I would love to um, read your uh, works as they come out because they're so beautiful. They have so many levels of meaning and they connect so well. So I would yeah, love I to think, read it. You know, if you have an 
uh, I'll send it to you. You know, if you're in Absolutely. India at any time, because yeah. you know the the editor sends me some free copies also. No, right. so I can really share it. No, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Uh, Man, it's it. You can review the book. You know, it helps other tra- poets and writers when you do a review. Absolutely, would, would be honored to. Would be honored to, uh, ma'am. So uh, it, it was lovely talking to you. I could Thank go so on talking, everything. but unfortunately, we're running out of time. But um, please, let's uh, be in touch. Please uh, continue writing and sharing your writings, and please continue your uh, beautiful, meaningful endeavors. And don't Thank let anything so much. You know, you put it across so nicely, and it's been such a pleasure because you know talking to you has been like well, you know, I'm talking to my daughter or something. You know, some young person so like sweet. you <laughs> talking to me. You know, it's so nice. Huh? Thank That's you so, so much, sweet, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you.